Oh man, I don't even. How do we? How do I open the podcast? What, it's been so long. What is this? I thing? I think this is where I I sing a song. Boys uh, are back in town. Boys are back in town. Or hey, it's been a while. It's, it's, it's been, been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. Uh, just kidding. I've never known how to intro this podcast. Uh, I never will. I believe I'm Lucas Melby. I still could be Jacob Telejohn. And. This is a, a whole a new po- pod? A pod that's new. Who uh, thought of that fucking yeah. name? That, that's, that's the name you went with? A whole new pod? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we're back. After we are the podcast about Disney, Disney Channel, Channel original, original movies. movies. After, after a you month forgotten. hiatus. Uh, we've almost been gone a whole month. Maybe I'll yeah. get this up on the last day of oh. July, but this is the longest break we've ever taken. We've yeah. almost We've taken month breaks before, but this is like a month plus. And it's not Jacob's fault this time. No, it's it's not. It's it's Lucas's. And hearing us, just me and Jacob <laughs> talking now, it's also not that we were trying to get it's somebody else on the podcast. Fault. It's, it's just the way life live, you know, goes sometimes. On better podcasts, usually at the intro, they talk about you know this is the banter section where they catch up yes. on life. Uh, but me and Jacob's lives are always boring. So we don't that's do anything. We, we don't talk very much. Yeah. But obviously, you can guess that maybe some stuff happened in the interim. Yes. Still maybe not the most interesting, but just to be up in front. After the last episode we had, which was Camp Rock 2, which was a good movie to leave off on for a long break. Yes. It wasn't purposeful that we took so long to do our Avalon High episode, but in a way it's fitting with how this movie actually turned out. But the next weekend we would, would have recorded normally would have been the 4th of July weekend. And I told Jacob... I just want to have a break. I just want to enjoy the full holiday weekend. I need a break to hit the for podcast. me. It's understandable. I get. Well, it. I, we still actually we actually hung out as friends. It was pretty that weird. Is, yeah, but we hung out as IRL friends that weekend kind of an and watched uh, last night in Soho. We saw Weird Al. We got a whole oh, saga. Yeah, this, the the yeah. saga begins for the Weird Al fans yeah. out there. This has been a so while. that's on me. We really should have ended up recording with how things turned out, but. I was so young and naive back then. So we skipped our normal recording weekend. And then the following weekend, I already knew I was going to be going to New York City to visit my brother. So that took out a chunk of time because obviously we could record during the week. But generally, we don't do that because no, are we so tired. So we choose to record after Fridays after a full week of work. And that that makes total sense. Right. Yeah. Uh, so we went to New York and that had its own ups and downs that I'm not going to really bore you with. But then when I got home and it was time to record because it was getting to the weekend, my roommates, oh. <laughs> my roommates had and COVID and Jacob lacks certain protections. So we weren't going to record. But then it lined up that after my roommates were kind of recovering from COVID, then I was sick with COVID. So that basically wound up with like another two weeks of being off. I'm still... Yeah somewhat lingering symptoms so if i sound a little different or if there's some nose noises those could be coming from me this Might episode not be coming from me mouth noises still exclusively coming from jacob guilty any weird audio stuff that's just because we haven't recorded for a while or it's just because that's how we always are now we're here with, yeah. so it was a break but for some of it i wasn't really enjoying the, the break uh, necessarily that's not fun and now we're back to uh keep the journey going we were so consistent this year and now we're completely thrown off but we just gotta we gotta draw out the time we gotta make the time last longer otherwise the podcast will end related to when the podcast could end though is 
I don't know if I knew this. I talked about Zombies 3 being yeah. an actual thing, but now Zombies 3 is out. So Zombies 1 is only about zombies. Oh. Zombies 2 introduced Vampire werewolves. Werewolves. So werewolves. what does Zombies 3 got? Aliens. Oh, God. <laughs> that's like not even the same realm. So that's neither here nor there, but I just want to be excited about all the zombies. I I'm think so that's ready. exciting. Yeah, that's cool. So, Jacob, what do you got to say? Oh, and then we went to Weird Al. So, the first weekend where I was maybe recovered, but still potentially infectious. Then we also went to Weird Al. That was a lot of fun. We couldn't, you know, we can't can't double up on, I need my my me time. Yes, fair. Uh, So, now I'm recuperated, ready, full of vim and vigor to talk about Avalon High. Avalon High, yeah. What a, I mean, it's not a movie we're familiar with. I'll tell you that. 2010, we had... I can't remember what some of the other movies were. We Obviously, we had Camp Rock 2, which we thought should have been a big decom, but maybe wasn't actually as big as, in my mind, I thought the Camp Rock movies were. But we also yeah. have now had at least two decoms that I would argue should not exist. Like, Den Brother was the first one, and now we have Avalon High, which for whatever reason I associated with, probably just because it was called Avalon High. I was thinking of Sky High. I thought this would be some kind of superhero it is high not. school movie. It is about... Knights. If you were a nerd, you maybe would be like, ah, Avalon, of course, that's going to be King Arthur. I didn't expect that. If this was a superhero high school movie, it probably still would have been bad, just in a different way. But this yeah, movie I mean, was bad in some unexpected ways, even knowing that it was going to be a King Arthur-related movie. I mean, like, like Twitches is kind of set in medieval times. but Well, we... it's unique that you bring oh, up Twitches, oh. because this movie was directed, directed. by Stuart Gilliard, I believe okay, is his okay. name, who... Has directed at least Stewie. one decom I liked a lot, which was Hatching Pete. Yeah. But he has directed all of the Twitch, or I shouldn't Whoa. say all, both Twitch's movies. So thinking, ah, how will these decoms manage uh, medieval kind of settings or themes? Well, we kind of got a taste of that with Twitch's, and it yeah. didn't go well. No, we, we, did we like Twitch's, the, the original, more than the second one? I think so. Yeah. But they're both Two not high on movie. my list of decoms, and yeah. this won't be either. No. In some ways, it's it's definitely a more cohesive movie than Twitch's, but it is still very boring. But the magical stuff it has in it is more successful than the Twitch's movies. Yeah, no, like, there are some, what I, the movie as a whole, I, I'm not a big fan of, but there were some really cool, I think, um, like, scenes and stuff that incorporated. Oh, yeah? yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. I mean, like, first half, three quarters of the movie is very dull. It's a lot of running. And not, not fun running. This no. isn't a fun run. No, it's, it's, it's like workout running. We don't want to make this a marathon episode. Let's sprint no. right into it. We open on one of the more, I don't know, I've, we haven't talked about title sequences too much recently. Uh, no. But there's an actual title card that looks interesting enough. It's a shield, kind of a crest that has Avalon High on it. So you're immediately getting the medieval vibes, especially because then we're cutting to a unique uh, location for a medieval movie, which is a beach that there's yeah. just a bunch of knights. It seemed, actually, I thought it was two parties of knights charging at yeah, each other in a joust was, way. But it actually too. was supposed to be a big group of knights going against one knight. Yeah, uh, It just maybe wasn't cut together the best to make me realize that. Or, you know, I'm always looking up and down taking my notes. So there's one knight getting ahead of the group and they are charging and then we see that they've fallen down. But this knight, let me ask you a question. What if this knight 
Oh, was a girl. Oh, and this it, in this it, case, it, it is it a girl. Is, it is a, a a lady, and it is a dream also. So it's a dream of a girl as a knight, and that girl is our main character, Allie Pennington. Yeah. Which what I know about King Arthur Pennington is very limited, but I believe Arthur's name is Arthur Pendragon. Oh. So maybe oh. that's some slight association with her last name, as we'll get to at the very end of the movie. Checks out. Uh, and I'm just going to get up front with this as the movie will go along. I don't know. I've said this before. I don't know who this this, this movie is for. This movie no, is... I, I, that's what I was kind of alluding to at the end of it. I mean, I, I think there was maybe... When did, um I don't know, what, what is it like Princess Bride or whatever? What was that the kind of like 80s. A, yeah, right? <laughs> that was kind of a, the same kind of vibe, right? Or it was, it was like medieval stuff, wasn't it? Or no? Princess Bride is kind of a... A lot of tropes of fairy tales kind of all yeah. rolled into one so, and I don't having know. fun with it. Uh, I don't think it's fair at all to no. the Princess Bride not, <laughs> to not mention it the same. Him, but I'm just saying like, like these movies, movies about knights and stuff just aren't made well, anymore. This one, I mean, this is 2010 and I, I believe this movie actually was filmed in New Zealand, which is, of course, where The Lord of the Rings was filmed. So that adds some similar production values. And it, it's possible that they were still some interest in medieval style this is stuff. like a script that but was, for in, it to was be in a so, bin since 1999 they were going to make this or under wraps so this like, is oh. apparently based on a book but it's not it's very loosely based from what i understand okay changes a lot of stuff which is good because it's bad so it would be a bad book if it played out exactly like this yeah i would say uh but it's not even just that whether there's interest in knights and whatever that this is like very specifically about king arthur stuff and enough king arthur stuff that i don't I mean, I was never big into King Arthur and whatever. No. But it's, there's references that are like, oh, if you're a big King Arthur fan, if those exist, you would be excited about this. Uh, in a way that, like, the closest thing for me would have been, like, Greek mythology, where I, I got into those books when I was younger. Those books. I, reading books about Greek mythology and then, you know, like, God of War. But then there's, like, the Percy yeah. Jackson books and movies. And I feel like that's more approachable and interesting than, like, King Arthur, especially yeah. the way this decom plays out where, like, sometimes the King Arthur stuff is, like, the least important thing happening yeah. in the movie. I mean, well, sometimes it's just, like, it's just buddies having fights over girls, which is nothing to do I with I mean, that's that. classic night stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. It's, I, it's, it's High School Musical meets... Um, well, it's not High School Music. No. You, you can Without just say music, it's a high school movie. It's a high school movie. Meets, There'll be a uh, lot of stuff that is surprising it, it, with how mundane it is for this movie it's that's Halloween about. Halloween Town High meets yes. Medieval. Guy who saw Boss Baby <laughs> is saying, this is giving me Boss Baby vibes. Exactly. That's the only movie I've seen. Okay, so that's a whole lot of a tangent, but Allie Pennington, our main character, we see her wake up from this dream. She's looking at some class brochure for Avalon High. We learn she's yes. a new kid coming to Avalon High, moved there recently, and both of her parents are medieval literature professors, specifically seeming to specialize in King Arthur shit. They have a lot of books. Almost all of their house is books. Yeah, when they go to unload their, their vehicle, with all their, all they have is books. That's all they brought with them. Maybe don't even need furniture. They can just make thrones of books and stuff like that. Yes. It doesn't even really seem to be important, but it's set up that Allie has moved a lot as a kid, which I don't really... Aren't these professors tenured anywhere? Why would they be moving so much? But they're going to be specifically staying in wherever Avalon High is for three years 
which as is opposed exciting. To six months or a month even, which it, it it's exciting like. for Allie because she can actually she wants to try out for track and field, but she never does because she always has to leave too soon. Yeah, and she never gets to make friends. So ha ha! Now I get to do that because we're not going to move. So then we cut to one of several scenes of Allie running, but this one felt particularly like the opening of an anime with its uplifting song accompanying it. She's just running around town to certain sites that we'll see multiple times in other running montages that occur. And she runs into immediate boy love interest, Will yes, Wagner. Will Wagner. Not any kind of arthurian parallels with his name no, that i'm aware names. of no no but we see her flash to a vision it seems like her dreams possibly where she is they see each other at a drinking fountain so she's flashing to a vision of her in armor filling up a goblet to give to will also in armor whatever i don't care it is and they talk and they're awkward or at least i felt that they were awkward but maybe it was supposed to be cute uh, Will is, I can't remember his actor's name, but he is a British American actor and he struggles to keep it a normal American accent <laughs> yeah, through most th- of the throughout movie. throughout the movie, like there are times, yeah, he just, I, I don't know, I don't want to say he sounds, he just, he's, it's, it's weird. It's either he's a bad actor or his, his, act, his really delivery heavy. comes off as stilted yeah. because he's struggling to keep the American the, accent. Yeah, exactly. Yep, that's fair. And with this movie being shot in New Zealand, they could have just had it be set somewhere where it'd be fine that he had an accent. Yeah. Because it doesn't seem like any part of America that I've ever been in because there's weird trees and stuff around. Then uh, it's the first day of school for her. I think it's still like the middle of the school year, possibly. She shows up and she sees Will, who immediately is shown to be heroic by coming to the rescue of nerdy kid Miles who is being bullied by Marco, who is actually the stepbrother yeah. of Will. So why was he bullying? I mean, at You the keeping the, up with this? So at the end of the movie, we don't know the spoiling thing, but why is, it doesn't explain why he's bullying no. this kid. Well, he kind of says why, but it doesn't make any sense. No. But we're getting a fair bit ahead of ourselves. But this is making Allie like Will even more because he's such a nice guy. He's wearing his Letterman jacket. He's a cool football player. She asks him. Good dude, man. She's like, oh, since you were running yesterday, are you in track and field? And he's like, nah, football, brah. Exactly. And she's like, oh, my. But then immediate douche chill by Jen, Will's girlfriend, popping up. Yeah. Along with Will's best friend, Lance, also on the football team. Drama. Who seems a little into Jen, because he says, isn't Jen the best? She's the coolest girl in school. Yeah. And then, maybe chill out a bit, Lance. So, true. already we've gotten a whole host of characters introduced and dynamics and relationships. Some of which will parallel, I guess, some Arthurian stuff. And those will be spelled out even more explicitly <laughs> for us. But then some of it is just a complete red herring, and some of the stuff that was a red herring isn't apparently even accurate to Arthur legend. So no. it, it's like, who is this actually for? Again, like, these parallels are supposed to be like, I, I know what that is. I clap because I know what that is. But, like, well, who knows. could actually know this? Nobody knows. Nobody, uh, knows. Nobody, nobody cares. So, coincidentally, her first class is European history with Mr. Moore, yeah. who is also apparently the class that all the other characters are in naturally uh so they go there and mr moore is played by i should have looked up his actor's name but he is played by a guy who sometimes is explicitly a villain like in when he plays the boogeyman in 
don't look under the bed. Yeah. Or he is a surprise kind of villain, as in the Wizards of Waverly Place movie. And spoilers, he is the villain of this movie, but it is not really foreshadowed at all, really. I mean, he, he kind of, in the beginning of the movie, kind of gives off kind of creepy vibes. You know, He has a limp and a cane, yeah. so that means he's No, like just mysterious. the way he talks and kind of like looks, he kind of looks kind of spooky. Well, he's another guy thing. where it's like, is he supposed to have an accent? Yeah. Because he at least slightly does. And maybe as the only person with this explicit accent, that means he's evil. Yes. He's handing out group project assignments, and that ultimately ended up not being the most important because it's like, oh, all these characters have these connections. Oh, Will, yours is about the sports of Camelot. Sports. So it's about European history, but then they have this whole segment about sport King Arthur shit, which then he also brings up that he knows that Allie's parents are these professors and they're going to use some textbook written by them, so... That's only important because he knows who Allie's parents are. Jen, who I can't remember if she's paired up with Lance or not, she gets the tragedy of Camelot, which then Mr. Moore says it's explicitly about the love triangle between Lancelot, Arthur, and Guinevere. Hmm. If that's not heavy enough uh, foreshadowing, don't worry. The movie will hit you over the head with its parallels. Lastly, Allie is paired up with Miles, the kid who's getting bullied by Marco. Yeah. And they get the Order of the Bear, which I don't know if that's a real thing or not. But Mr. Moore says, talk to your parents. I'm not allowed to teach you about the birds, the bees, and the Order of the Bear. you got to ask your parents about that. Miles seems reluctant to... It is a real thing. All right. King Nerd. Arthur would one day be re- <laughs> reincarnated. That's, that, that's what it says on Google? Yeah. And this isn't just like Avalon High wiki page or something? Uh, but Miles seems reluctant to have Allie as his partner and then also seems to be having weird visions and headaches that like seem to be predictive. It is. It's based on, on, on the book. Okay. It's so it is made from up. the book. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. All right. So Maybe, I don't know. It's, it's, it's actually tough to tell. Con- continue. Sorry. Yeah. We can't do during the airing research. It always has to be me saying something. And as I'm editing it being like i wonder if what i said was true and then i look it up and it's like no i'm completely wrong like there's, there's other stuff that says yes it is in fact real it is an organization that believes king arthur will be one day reincarnated well uh, if I, it is it's, real it's, it's, i've it's, never heard of no, it I, but I, I, I haven't I, heard of a lot of this stuff no i don't think it's real uh so then she tries out for the track team and nearly so breaks fast. a school record. H- had we seen her jog yet before yes. this? Okay, yes, yeah. But she like is only like a second ahead of the girls she's running against. But she which almost I guess, breaks the record. It's for the a fastest sprint, time they've ever for seen. For a sprint, maybe that's meaningful, but it's never really brought up again that she's so no. good at running. No. But, I mean, it, well, she, she does mention to her parents, I think, that night when she gets home, oh, I uh, I almost broke the record on uh, my very first day. But yeah, she doesn't go on to break it. Why doesn't she break it? I'm going to wreck it. <laughs> Ralph. <laughs> uh, so then she comes home, and I can't remember if she's, like, talking to her parents about the Order of the Bear, but then Miles shows up and he says, we got to do this paper that's due in three weeks. And she's like, nerd much. And then they ask the parents about the Order of the Bear and they bust out some super big old book that I don't know why they would be the, the sole uh, guardians of. But then there's some very uh, legally distinct sounding Lord of the Rings 
Like, yeah. do, 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 do. I'm here. I'm talking to you about the one ring. I mean, the book about the guardian of oh. the guardians or the orders of the bear. And the Order of the Bear, as Jacob was reading off of Google, is some kind of organization that is preparing the way for the reincarnation of yes. King Arthur to bring about an age of enlightenment or change, which is like, I don't know, is this supposed to be like some Jesus Christ stuff? This seems like weird Christian crossover. The parents uh, are super nerdy, but the dad's like, I don't really believe this. But the mom is like, I super believe this. Uh, Miles has some more visions. That he asks to get some ice, but as he's getting up to get the ice, Jacob, you you really reacted to this when... Well, yes, so like I said, this is the first time he has, like, his premonition that I can remember, but he... It, it's it's weird how he does it, because he's like, oh, you need to get some ice. So he, he starts to walk to her her fridge, and then by him getting up, like, she must have been going to help him, then she hurts herself... And then he gets the ice and then gives it to her. And she's like, how would you know I was going to get hurt? Self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah. it's, it's uh, Like, if he didn't get up, she wouldn't have gotten hurt. So, also, there's something about the Order of the Bear. I forgot that it's kind of set up. So, it's already, like, is this just a weird, like, Christianity metaphor? But then there's also, like, actually, it's kind of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Because also, maybe the Order of the Bear is looking for the Arthur born to every generation. Which is, like, what the Slayer is in Buffy. Which then doesn't seem as meaningful with Arthur because then would an Arthur have always come back every hundred years or whatever. Also, there's this guy named Mordred who's bad and his followers are trying to stop Arthur from coming back. I don't know too much about King Arthur, as I've said a lot. I've never heard of Mordred. But Mordred is very important to this movie. And again, it's like, if I've seen, you know, Monty Python and the Holy Grail and they didn't talk about Mordred, what teenage girl in 2010 is going to know who the fuck Mordred is watching this? Who is this movie for? Well, it's for us because we had to watch it. Then Allie wakes up in the middle of the night and goes and looks at this book and sees a picture of Camelot, which looks mysteriously and coincidentally very much like Avalon High, the school building. I uh, yeah I I I also like that. It was just kind of um like they pull the image out of the book and it does like a well a the Im- yeah the image morphs the, or transforms to look the like school. the school and then it so phases into the school. So again, who knows? It's a cool effect, but it's also yeah. like we're gonna make sure you know exactly what we're going for well, in this the, movie. Like who knows if that's like an actual depiction of it, and this is maybe a school that was actually you know built to kind of look like it. You know, I, I I mean if that's the case, I think that would be more cool. But I mean that's like a, no, they did not construct an entire building. No, no, but 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 I, I mean like that building could have been built after what what it looked like. This is what I'm saying. Sure, man. Uh, Mr. Moore suspiciously asks Allie Morbius. if I'm gonna call him Morbius if. Uh, we're, we're the, the last month we've been gone. We we missed um, Prime Morbius time. But he's asking Allie, did your parents show you the Order of the Bear book? And she's like, Yeah. Do you want to see it? No, no, no. I couldn't. I I couldn't see. It. And it's like, no. I at this point I already knew that he was going to be the villain of the movie because I saw stuff online. Not that you there's spoilers. it's very clear. Spoiled. But it's like I don't know why he was protesting so much because he does eventually look at the book. But also, I feel like it shouldn't matter that he needs to look at the book anyways. Anyways, not to repeat myself too much, she goes for another run. She's always running. When is this girl not running? And this run is spurred on that she's walking into the halls and she sees Will's girlfriend, Jen, getting too close to Will's best friend, Lance. 
what's going on there. Well, she channels Kevin Bacon to run during a, an emotional song. And then she's wearing like a beanie and it blows off her head and it fatefully blows into the hands of Will who the is lap. sitting underneath a tree. The lap of Sir Wilhelm. And they go and talk and there's so much dumb shit. He's, where he's like, like, oh, it's, it's the fate. The fate brought you here to me. Nobody seems to know about this tree in this forest. I'm like, it's not even a forest. It's just like a park with this one weird tree that... There doesn't a, look na- natural to America. They do return to this tree one or two other times in the in Which the movie. makes it seem like it's important, but it's actually not. It's just no. a tree that they go to. Yeah, like, he sh- I don't know. They could have pulled the sword out of it or something. I don't know. And this is the beginning of this movie, which is, again, yes. about this special Camelot fucking high school. Yeah. But it just starts to become a movie filled with the most tropey high school yes. bullshit where he's like, I'm the football captain, but I don't know if I like football as much as I used to. But I need to get a scholarship. It's kind of my whole thing, and I don't know if I care anymore. That's kind of what the, like you said, that's kind of what it is. It takes all these tropes from all these other high school movies that we've seen. It takes magical stuff. It takes, oh, I'm the, the jock that doesn't know what well, he wants. Well, that's why I was saying, like, the magical stuff is almost completely in the background for yeah, the whole like, movie. It, 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 it doesn't fully commit to one of them. Because we're getting love triangle drama with his best friend and yeah. girlfriend. Which, which is, is maybe the steamiest. Um, it is pretty wild or the most, like, euphoria high school Yeah, like they're making out stuff. in the uh, well, hallway. I, don't, I think they other. make out at know. the party, but I don't even know if I actually saw them. They're kids. definitely touchy touching, and, and he, he doesn't They're catch very them close. for a while. No, either. he it's he's like, maybe will willfully ignorant oh, about it. Wow. But she gives him a motivational speech about like you're so good at sports. I I don't know. Sports, I didn't sports, really sports. care. He's all on to it, and then they go and eat uh, burgers with his, her parents, and the dad is kind of a nerdy guy, so he burns the burgers or something. I don't know. I don't want to go into the the details about how I think his grill doesn't make any sense because I'm not a I'm not a grill meister myself. Maybe if Sam Blazing was here. Grill meister, I like that. Name. Sam Blazing knows about fire and stuff. So then my notes say if uh, we were just kind of talking about it, somehow this Camelot High School movie then has a football game and this football game is all about like oh like the announcers even at one point is like. If Will wins this, he's going to lead the team to state. But they play like two more football games after Yeah, this. they never actually go to state. They win this game, though. So Allie went to the game with Miles. And yeah. then her and Miles then go to the victory after party, which is just at somebody's house. But they've house. changed clothes. They look much yeah, nicer. wardrobe change. Looks like they're going to like their first communion or something. Yeah. And it's like mid-afternoon. So it's not like some kind of wild party. So it's not, yeah, not Euphoria High School stuff no. yet. And this is where <laughs> we get more about Marco because we kind of forgot what his deal is. But the, his deal is he's mean. So there's all this food and people scream because he has put candy spiders on him. And then he picks up the spider and eats it and be like, hey, man, they're just candy. Everybody's a wimp. This party sucks. I'm and again, leave. towards the end of the movie, this is not necessarily explained why he's being a dick. No. There's no no reason that he's he's being a no, a there is a reason because Allie then asks Will, like, what's his problem? Well, he's complicated. Oh, oh and then he's this just, is... and then he says, he's just really mad. And I'm like, oh, really? Because my father married his mother. Because his or... dad died, which is classic bully yeah. stuff. His dad died, and then mother married his, his mom married Will's dad. And I'm like, dad. oh, shit, I forgot that they were stepbrothers. Yeah, I, I forgot as well. 
during this party, Miles is also having some more visions. And yeah, like I, I, I feel bad for the dude. Like it looks just like migraines are. Yeah, us. he's got like the visions are kind of like seizures. That but, come but they come with him. like really sharp sounds in the movie. It's like it's, I, I don't even. It, it's like really well, like, it's pretty basic, you know, vision or seizure sound effects. It's not though. fun. Allie tries to find the bathroom. First, she opens a door and sees a random crown laying around. And then she has a vision of like the crown. I can't remember if she's wearing the crown or Will's wearing the crown. Uh, That doesn't fully make sense. Maybe it's just the iconography triggering for her. But then very boldly, she also sees Jen and Lance maybe kissing. I can't remember if they kiss just in an open room. The door is open. And Will is around at this party, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And then they see her and they're like, no, you don't understand. You can't tell him. What don't I understand? Well, like, I like Will, but I also really like Lance. Okay, well, that doesn't seem really that complicated, actually. But then it's played up more. Well, it's not even played up. Jen explicitly says, like, this is just like Guinevere Lancelot on Arthur, where Guinevere and Lancelot couldn't tell Arthur because it would have broken his heart. And he wouldn't have been able to be a good king anymore. Oh, well, we can't tell Will. Otherwise, he's going to lose the big game. Yeah, and they actually do yeah, say we'll, the we'll big get game. To, we'll get to that. It's, it's maybe the first time it's ever been mentioned verbally. I would say so. Yeah. Allie, for whatever reason, just brings the book, the special order of the bear book to Mr. Moore. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah, don't mind if I do. Yeah, I, I mean, like you said, after all of his, like, his... His mental manipulation of, of, oh, don't bring it in here. It's so fragile. Which it's not. I mean, they're all handling it without gloves and or they're anything. ripping it's it supposed at, to be like at this some point. They're ripping it, stuff apart in it. Yeah. Uh, Will and Allie. Allie's been trying to uh, avoid Will because she doesn't want to, like, openly yeah, lie it, to him by not saying anything. In the classroom, anything. it is really awkward how she just kind of, like, walks by him and he's like, oh. But if you didn't think there was enough running, here's my note. Oh, Will yeah. and Allie run into each other while each of them are running and then decide <laughs> to run together. <laughs> running! And then, oh, God, I forgot about this. Oh, no. At the end, they have this, like, heart-to-heart conversation and Will just says, I want to go into politics. Oh, you want to be a politician? I want to be the president. I don't want to just be a politician. I want to be the politician. (laughs) The politician. The president. I know it sounds crazy to say. Uh, Yeah, it actually does, especially in the context of this movie. Yeah, like... This had you fooled, though I think, or I, I no, don't know. I, I, I knew at the end of that. That is true, but 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 it, it does kind of <laughs> don't project on him, It does kind of set up that oh, he's he's the one because he has grand aspirations. Well, yeah, I, I mean the, the whole movie is setting being up the, that the he's, football he's team the captain one. wasn't right. clear enough, so it's like exactly. let's say he wants to be the president. Yeah, so the whole movie setting up that he is the guy. Will and Lance get into a fight at their next game because Lance is so distracted by Jen, who's a cheerleader on he the side. He doesn't block for him, and, and then he gets sacked. Yeah, Will hard. gets sacked hard, hard, and they lose this game. And it's like, well, what yeah. was the whole big deal about them making it a state in the last game when they can lose this game and it's not a big deal? So then it's made out that if they beat the next game against the Dragons, their team is called the Knights. So it's the Knights versus the Dragons, but the Dragons are undefeated. Oh my. So much drama, my notes say. Drama, 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 drama. Lance drama. and Jen to Will. Marco being the mean stepbrother to Will. Oh. And like, oh, he, I, I think it's coming up. He plants some fake cheat sheet on Will's shoe to make it seem like he's cheating on Mr. Moore's test. I'm getting ahead of myself. Settle. Uh, Miles tells Allie he is able to Miles see the future. Tellers. 
and they, sure yeah, there we go <laughs> he tells her that he can see the future which then leads to them him having a vision about them looking at the book so then they find this secret page and wouldn't you know it it all talks about how Arthur's reincarnation will come about on the day where there's a... I don't know if they specify a lunar eclipse. A, 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 an yeah. eclipse? An eclipse and an asteroid shower. And right? a meteor shower. Meteor shower, yeah. Well, geez, that's got to be like a thousand a thousand, years. One every thousand years. So then he, he does beep, a little boop, research. Boop, boop, boop. Next Friday, the big game. Or not even the big... Not the big game yet. Next Friday was once in game. a thousand years. Yeah. And this is where Ali chimes in. Oh, the same day as the big, big game. game. So that is how tropey this movie is. Is that the joke term that we use for all of these Disney Channel movies is just they now use. it's just part of the text of this movie is like, hey, this is the big game. Uh yeah, this movie sucks. <laughs> but if we can actually write one of these decom movies, which we always say, like, I could have written this, blah blah blah. In this case, we kind of actually did. We did. We and that just it. shows how lame it is. Because we're hacks, if you don't if you didn't know, we're we're total hacks. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> so Allie tells her parents about the prophecy and they're like, oh shit, we were right. What? Yep, we moved here because we had suspicions about this prophecy <laughs> and also about Will Wagner. And it's like, I don't, were they reading like newspaper yeah, articles? I mean, like, he, what he, would have been like, I think this guy is going to be the reincarnated <laughs> King Arthur. <laughs> Just so stupid. So then it's the night of the big game, which I think we probably need to like put like TM out there, like the big game. Sure, we are 12 years after this movie came out, but you can't steal the big game from us, Disney no. Channel. However, Will sees Lance. He's driving up to the game, which this is the only game that takes place at night. And as he's cool. driving up, he sees that Lance and Jen are yeah, in the same smooching. car. So They're he gets pissed something. and drives away. Yeah, like this is literally right, right at game time. What's the clearest sign that drama is occurring here? Where Allie's got to run. So she runs after Will and finds him at that tree is she physically running or did she drive uh she might have gotten dropped off but she's running to the tree or did she get dropped off by that other dude i don't know because miles is, he does have a car later here i know but i don't we, think he knows because miles yeah, pulls yeah. up yep, so yep, she runs yep. the whole way to this tree yes as she sees will she gets shoved by a shadowy figure who is marco we think it right. has to be marco what was the point of pushing her? i i don't know and then everything turns green so For it's no all reason. mystical looking. Yeah, it, it does look kind of cool, but the green, it was weird. So she catches up to Will and tells him, you're King you Arthur. The one. You have to go back and win this game. But he doesn't take it as, you are, you are him. He just says, oh, you got to, you know, leave. As, as gotta, a metaphor that, yes, yes I have to, yes, I can't yes. leave the knights behind. I have to lead them or because, whatever. Because, yes, that is the name of the football team, the Knights. So he gets in to drive and says, like, so yeah, and she's like, no, Will, you don't get it. And Then Miles leaves. pulls up in a yes. car so that she could get to the game quicker, which is odd because there's a scene explicitly where Miles rides his bike up to Allie at her house. So I don't know. Why didn't he drive him around before? Yeah. I mean, like, sometimes I would ride my bike instead of driving. Not anymore because now I'm lazy. <laughs> Uh, so then Will, the game is going horribly because their sub and quarterback can't even, like, take a snap without fumbling. Yeah, he is, uh, pretty bad. Oh, and actually, I think I skipped over it. But as I said, Marco, this is just very funny because Marco gives him a cheat sheet. He, he sneaks a cheat sheet because they're stepbrothers, so he just, like, put it on his shoe. So then Mr. Moore discovers it in class, but then he's like, it's okay because you're such a nice guy. I won't hold it against you so you can play in the big game. Hashtag TM, whatever. Yeah. Copyright. 
But then his like teammates are all like, you're a cheater. We need yeah. a better leader than you, you dumb cheater. And it's like, why would these football jocks care about him yeah, cheating? It was kind of weird. The, the, the practice immediately after they do something similar, they I think they actually put sticky notes on his foot, which is how he cheated. And then they're just like acting like jerks to everybody, which we hadn't seen yeah, them do before. They were throwing balls at just random people. But it's supposed to be a scene where it's like, wow, Will's such a good guy and all these guys are yes. jerks. And, it's and, just, and, and and during the game too, like football the Football first- players always get easy passes. They're probably like, hey, hey man, Nice try. I wish I could cheat on all the tests. Like the Fuck very school. the very first play, they let him get sacked too, don't they? I don't know. And they're like, "That's for cheating." And but 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 and I think I think what's his name had a premonition too. He's like, "Oh, that's gonna hurt." I just didn't want to forget that because it was no. kind of funny. Yeah. Back to and then he's like, "We got to do this. We got we got to." I'm sorry, I let you down. We just got to win. Yeah. Back to the big game. He shows up. He's getting into play, but he's not intense. He's like whispering, "We just have to do this. We need to win." His intensity is not good. Well, the intensity of the scene ratchets it up because they cut the lights on the field. I can't tell if this was like purposeful because then the meteor shower happens immediately. So happens, I don't know if yes. the announcers are like, "Hey, we're gonna watch this real quick, guys. Turn off the lights." The moon that a second ago wasn't starting to be eclipsed is now like halfway eclipsed. Correct. And then the meteor shower is going on. So it's like, oh, I guess it is the night of the prophecy. The lights come back on. The The game continues. They're starting to do fine or whatever. Then it's halftime. So they're in the their very nice locker room, actually. It's really nice. And he makes up with Lance. As opposed to the field, which might have shorter end zones than regulation. Well, it's because it's probably like a makeshift. If they're in New Zealand, maybe it's like oh, a, yeah. a rugby, like a rugby or like a, a soccer yeah, field, football field. He makes up with Lance and says, like, we're like the Knights of the Round Table. <laughs> I don't care if you went behind my back with my girl. I didn't really like her that much anyways. <laughs> Cool. <laughs> Everything's all good and peachy. Uh, but more drama happens because Will, while he's going to the field, forgets his helmet. And then through some shenanigans, Jen, Jen, who the fuck is, oh, Jen's his grandma. Who Jen, the fuck is Jen? Jen Saki. Uh, Allie and Miles catch up with him yeah. and see that he was shoved into the theater, the school theater that we haven't seen at all by marco and it looks like he had been stabbed like in the guts or something he's like laying in he the had ground. like a he like hit part of the school setting he had like a cut on his head oh okay and this is where we get a dramatic reveal where this whole time at one point we find out that in arthurian legend mordred is actually king arthur's stepbrother yeah. though apparently that's not actually true an actual oh. arthurian legend i think mordred according to imdb <laughs> trivia is like his son or stepson so it's one of those things where it's like, if you actually same, know same the legend thing. enough oh. that you'd be excited that Mordred is referenced in this movie, this, is bullshit. That this, this movie is that this would get it wrong and it's misleading, fallacies. but it gets it wrong because Mr. Moore is actually Mordred and not Marco. So we get this whole dumb thing where Mordred isn't Marco. Marco says, I'm actually, my parents are part of the order of the bear. I'm a good guy. Well, then why were you a total bad guy the whole movie? Uh, it was so Mr. Moore would like me or think I didn't like Will because yeah. Will is King Arthur. Why the candy skeletons or yeah. the candy spiders at the party? Mr. Moore wasn't there. No. He actually wasn't around most of the time you were doing bad yeah, stuff boy, in the movie. Just give him an excuse He also to didn't seem out. to like you very much in his classes. Uh-uh. So it's very stupid. And then there, there should have at least been like a throwaway scene, like where they could have been talking to one another or something like we that. We could have gotten some, you know, dramatic black and white, not real flashbacks of being like, this is what I was doing behind the scenes. Yeah. We don't get that. But Marco just pops up and shoves Mr. Mordred into the orchestra pit at this theater. 
Oh, he also tells uh, Miles, hey, Miles, you're, you're Merlin. Ah, oh, cool. Which we, me and Jacob had already kind of put together. Moore, who has always had this like cane walking stick thing, transforms into, he gets like a suit of armor onto him into kind of a, kind of a hot, sexy looking knight. I thought he looked sort of like Isildur in Lord of the Rings at like the beginning of the Fellowship of the Ring. And then he's about to fuck shit up. They're like throwing stuff at him, but he's got all these magic powers and he's like super speedy. So he's like knocking people over or whatever. And then Allie grabs a prop sword. And there had been a bit earlier in the movie where they drop that any sword that King Arthur picks up will become Excalibur, which is not accurate to the legend at all. And that's only because in this situation, as she's picked up this prop sword to defend Will, the sword actually turns into Excalibur because Allie was King Arthur the whole time. So then how does any of this make sense? None of it makes sense. So Mordred isn't Will's stepbrother. No. Or Allie's stepbrother. So that relation doesn't make sense. Exactly. Who is Marco then in this whole thing? I don't know. Miles had visions about Allie. That makes sense. I don't know if Merlin really has visions like who is will then i don't know the only person we know is an actual person is lance who is lance a lot so that's like pretty explicitly spelled out yeah and this isn't even the first thing to go as jacob knows the actress who plays Allie went on to be a girl boss in a netflix series called girl boss and she was girl bossing it up as king arthur but also the anime and video game series fate they already got oh. a King Arthur that's a girl, so like they were ahead of this before Disney Channel anyways. Yeah. But apparently in the book, she's not King Arthur. She is the lady in the water who, oh. or the the lady of the lake who either gives him Excalibur or like lady tells him night. how to get Excalibur. Okay. Again, very loosely based on the book. Probably makes more sense in the book because she's not like some, like the red herring of Marco being the stepbrother doesn't even make sense then that because she's, King Arthur, so none of this makes any fucking sense. It's all so stupid. But it does lead to the coolest part of the movie, where Allie gets transported into the dreamscape, whatever, this magical space from her dream at the beginning of the movie, where she is leading the knights on a horse. She's not wearing a helmet, so you can see her nice flowing blonde hair, riding towards Mordred, who is the single knight, as we saw at the beginning, and he's shooting like magic shit at her. Knocks her off of the horse, which is just like what happened in the beginning of the movie. And then they have a a sword versus staff with magic fight, which I don't really know how Mordred was going to kill her because he's like hitting her with waves of magic and she like gets hit. It bounces off. But she's not going to die. She's not affected. And his staff can't stab or anything. All of these effects are, it's, this end part is, I mean, easily my favorite part of the movie. Like, like when they're clashing like No, it's this. the only good part yeah. of the movie. No, I, I mean, it, it is, it is really good. It's I, kind I, of I, like, it's, not quite the opposite of Wendy Wu Homecoming Warrior, but like, that was like, the best part of the movie was like, the, the early fight scene. Yeah. This scene, this movie doesn't even have multiple fight scenes. No, it's it just, just has this last one. This is and the big game. And it comes so late into the movie when like, so much of the rest of the movie sucks so hard. Yeah. I said, the, the first half, first three quarters are just running around. It's really kind of meh. But but the, I, I, I don't even know if this makes up for it, but but it is it is a fun sequence. And like, it's, it's pretty it's good. lengthy as well because they're fighting. It's and on, then it like cuts said, it's back on the beach. to Will and Lance who appear, which yeah. I don't even know if Lance was in the theater at that point, but they're fighting other and, knights. And, who I'm and, like, and, wait, were there knights actually at the beginning of the movie? Because I thought Mordred was by himself. Who oh. are they fighting? Yeah, but, but they're all transforming into Merlin. They're all transforming into well, yeah, like Miles said, is Mike, turning yes. into Merlin. 
Yep, and and he's like casting spells, and he he takes the rod away from. Yeah, he uses magic somehow to get Mordred's staff, which then turns into a different staff in his hands. Turns, and then and then he gets his sword. From and then Mordred somewhere. just pulls out a sword and like, why why weren't you like dual wielding or just yeah. using that to start with? Eventually, it ends where because Mord doesn't have his staff anymore. Allie beats him, but doesn't like kill him. She's they, just they like, get busted by some police officer or something. They get weird. transported back to the real world where there's a very Scooby Doo ass yeah. like security officer being like, "You ain't supposed to be here, officer of this school. Arrest them. She's actually King Arthur. She pulled this sword on me. What you mean this dumb plastic sword? <laughs> no, it was real." Ugh. He gets dragged away and says, I would have done it if it wasn't oh, for you meddling, meddling reincarnated King Knights of the Round Table. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's done, and they, they basically, they, they won. They won the Will big game. Will goes, he wins the game. They're going to state. Yeah. Uh, before they... He runs it in. He's so selfish. Yeah, he wins. He should have thrown it to his knight, his buddy knight. And it's unclear. Well, actually, no, it's not even unclear. It is implied that he was gone this whole time. Yeah. Because co- he comes back and it's like 12 seconds left in the game, so, but they're not losing that bad. What I'm guessing is that they, their team was on defense. And they just really ran so out the no corner. offense. They ran out both corners. Uh, oh, is that how much time was left There's in the There's 12 game? seconds left in the whole game. But, 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 so maybe, I don't... I, yeah, who knows? I assume it was halftime because otherwise, why would they have been in the locker room? Yeah. Uh... There's a dumb thing where Marco kneels before King Allie because she's such a girl boss. Yeah, it's stupid. Will wins because he's such a Chad, even though he's not King Arthur anymore. So she probably he probably should have passed it to his friend Lance, and that would have been cooler. He kisses Allie afterwards, and then he has the great line of saying, "Well, what if you're the reincarnation of King Arthur? What does that make me?" To which Jacob said, "Gay." Which, I don't know if that really makes sense, uh, but if somebody came up with the exact same joke on a Letterboxd review I read, yeah. so it's at least so funny of a joke that two people thought of the same thing. That's right. And then the final scene of the movie is the first time we see the school cafeteria. All the characters, plus some other people we've never seen, all sit at a round table. That's right. And they all, they all like... If it wasn't clear enough... They all get into their, like... Their They're all in metal. bad cosplay. Yeah, they all get into their knight's uniform. And the table and... turns into a more fitting medieval round table. Yes. And then they all draw swords and stick them in the center. And they're, it's, it's, it's... I hate it. The movie. <laughs> and this is all, like, there's a pop song playing behind them. And it's just like, ugh, I, this sucks so much. And then we see her on her horse again. That leads into a bad freeze frame of her on the horse, which then just transforms into the credits as we see, which seems to be the trend now is either we get bloopers for the credits or we just get scenes from the movie replayed again. Yes. And that was Avalon High. More like Avalon low on my list of decals. Avalon goodbye. Avalon. Thank you. Next. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so, yeah, I think my points about this movie I've made pretty clear throughout our discussion. It has all of the worst tendencies and tropes of a DCOM all shoved into this movie that is supposed to be, in Jacob's eye, automatically potentially good because it's magical. But yeah. the magic is like such an afterthought to what's going on. If There's if also they... some parts that look like they filmed it on like a consumer like level digital camera like there's parts of yeah, the movie that really, just look yeah, oddly really very bad shots. um 
I do understand that they had to save the magic stuff because they couldn't spoil that she was King Arthur. They still could have fit some stuff of like the side characters or they did have some illusions where they'd be like, look at the football players walking down the, the hallway. That now a, they're knights. That was another vision. cool scene. I, I did like that. Felt one. very much like the big green. There are scenes in this and moments where it would be like, the, like if, if they had more of it. It, it, like this could have been one of my of it. more. It, this could have been one of my maybe more favorite films if they would have had more throughout rather than just all back. Like you said, back ended and like the other three quarters of the movie is just kind of meh. You can't see me, ladies and gentlemen, listeners, but I am making quite He's the agreeing. dubious face. He's agreeing. <laughs> I mean, Lucas said it we're, himself. We're generally pretty positive on these movies, yeah, except for. All the Twitches movies. So a lot uh, of these this director's movies. He also directed Full Court Miracle. It just which got really dark. If Judah Maccabee popped up, that would have been, that would have been tight. Yeah. Uh, nah, this movie is pretty bad. Not the worst decom ever, but I was... Maybe it's just I got to get my, my decom legs back under me. This was a full 90 minutes, and it felt like a full 90 minutes. It dragged on long and hard. Erect, hard. But... This episode won't drag on too long and hard because we're in a address now. One of our recurring segments. A whole new. Never forget. Oh, oh. oh <laughs> never, never remember. Forget. Oh, shit. Forgot we even do this. Who? So would Allie, Arthur, Allie Pendragon, could she have stopped 9-11? We, I, I think we, if we're going to do this, we would have to look at them all as a collective. Sure, the Knights of the Round Table. Yeah. So if we look at it as a group, I think the the X factor is Miles Could slash Mer- Merlin. Merlin. Yeah, Merlin. Because otherwise it's like, I don't know. They would have crashed the planes. They might have prevented them from hitting the towers. They got a sword. Maybe They're they can fight Al-Qaeda with that. But <laughs> Miles, I, I mean, they only had box cutters. They have fucking swords. Actually, no, Miles like has a vision and he's like, no, you actually shouldn't oh, go on that plane because yeah. it's going to crash. So there like, you he, go. He made it so she couldn't save it. He was. It's like a whole Final Destination movie <laughs> going on of him trying to save. Because that might have been a thing where like she could have stopped it. Yeah, and he's like, but no. she would have had to sacrifice herself to do it. Yeah, and he's which like, then I don't know. She could have just been it. reincarnated again. But that Miles said, "No, I have to save you, my liege." <laughs> so I guess they didn't stop nine eleven. Some some hero, King yeah, Arthur. Is. Sad. But as Jacob was just uh, getting to, we actually have. The reason we actually had to delay this episode so long is I had to find another Mountain That's Dew right. flavor. So this is not just our semi-recurring segment, A Whole New Pop. This is the sub-segment that I'm introducing now of A Whole New Pop, which is Do You Believe in Magic? Because we mostly seem to talk about Mountain Dew flavors, so that's why we are doing Do You Believe in Magic? Jacob is looking at his phone, otherwise he sh- would be paying enough magic. attention that he should be walking over giving here. a massive round of applause to my great pun introducing our flavor we last time had baja blast gold which was a gold. pineapple like our sub segment this is a sub variant so we have Mountain baja blast just like mango this is mango gem Ooh, okay. so more clear Looks what like. it is than gold rush or whatever the fuck yeah so this is mountain dew with the blast of natural and artificial mango flavor wow how do you feel about mango? I think I'm generally a fan of, of mango. I, I know as soon as I taste this, I'm gonna say, "Oh, it's it's very it's 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 very my guess sour is to it's my gonna, lips. It's gonna taste like Mountain Dew, <laughs> oh, <my laughs> as so many of these reviews have gone. 
I really, well, I don't know if I, you know, I've eaten mango and sometimes I enjoy them. Trader Joe's used to have really good mango gummy candy. And we don't really? live by a, a Trader no, Joe's. It's an hour, hour and a half away. So I had gotten it one time and I'm like, these are really fucking good. So I actually would like find people reselling oh them on. Oh my, smell that. It's very strong. It's very mango. They would sell this gummy candy on Amazon. Like mango, though. Uh, but then they turned it vegan, apparently, and everybody oh. hated the new vegan taste, uh. so then they just stopped making the candy. Boo. So, Jake, if you take our, our first we taste test. We want to do this at the same, same time? I, I don't remember how we do it. Ugh. I don't know if I like that. Oh, uh, it takes Let's a little bit. Let's lick our lips and click... Click our tongues more. <laughs> it take it, 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 it. I think it's good. Yeah, it, it takes a little bit, not right away. There's there's a weird flavor right away, and then it kind of you kind of taste them compared mango. to the ones we've had so far in the show. Oh, this one is yeah. the most. It's actually doing what it's it's yes. tasting like it's supposed to, and it, it doesn't have that Mountain Dew kick like the. It doesn't have quite like the same aftertaste, which I think is kind of a, a positive because mm-hmm. the heavy dewness can sometimes just make everything taste the same. So I think of the ones we've had so far, which I can't remember if we've... Is this the third? The third or, one, maybe. Because we had Mountain Dew Hot and Spicy or whatever. That was awful. Which was nothing to write home about. Mountain Dew, the pineapple one, Gold Rush or whatever yeah. the fuck. It was decent. But this one, this one might maybe get a recommendation from one. me. Yeah, if you think bad. you like at least artificial mango flavor, yeah, it's pretty I mean, good. When, when it hits your lips at first, it's I, when it I don't hits like it. your lips like a big piece. I, I think I made that exact. That's a do. <laughs> you use that reference. I think of hitting your lips, and I think mm. I made that exact same <laughs> joke. Oh, uh, when you do podcasts for as long as we have, sometimes you just repeat jokes, that's even okay. if they're in back-to-back episodes. Like and that's okay. It's been a while. We've done that it's like three times, and there'll be times I listen to podcasts. Where I'll hear a guy who's been doing a podcast longer than me and I've been listening to it for, you know, 10 years or something. I'm like, ah, I've already heard this story. He tells the same story all the time. And I'm like, doesn't he know? And I've talked about this before, but sometimes you just say a bunch of shit and you don't fucking remember anything that you said. And then you record or you edit the podcast and be like, I said this. I'm totally wrong. (laughs) All right. I guess we have to leave that in now. So, yeah, that's a recommendation for a whole new pop sub-segment, Do You Believe in Magic, to check out Mountain Dew Mango Gem. It's a it's a gem. Much more than this it's movie. It's a gem. If you want to write in about your own takes about Mountain Dew Mango Gem, you can write us at a whole new pod at gmail.com. Somehow we haven't recorded in over a month and we still haven't got any emails. Oh, what? That's definitely never happened before because we have such a rabid listener base. Totally. Ha ha ha. You can also find us on your podcast platform of choice, but specifically follow us on Spotify, rate, review, and subscribe to us, or follow us on Apple Podcasts. Also find us at youtube.com slash a whole new pod, where you can like, comment, and subscribe to our videos there uh, as a different way to consume the podcast with uh, a still image. Yes. You can also... Follow me on Letterboxd at fat underscore tomato. I have one now, too. Who, this episode has been so long coming that, like, <laughs> right when we finished, like, I think right after we did the last episode or around there, Jacob created his own Letterboxd yeah. account and then basically hasn't used it since. No. He rated uh-huh. every movie he's ever seen four, four stars, stars, including every Disney Channel original <laughs> movie. So apparently to Jacob, despite hating... Equals. 
the color noted, of friendship. Noted <laughs> hater of the color of friendship. It's still as good as every other Disney Channel That's original right. movie. But I wanted to read Joker 19. Joker 19 for this account that Jacob has already said he doesn't really use anymore because Jacob loves starting new social media I'll accounts. Get back, get back into it. But I wanted to read the one review that Jacob seemed to have been very passionate about that oh. he wrote for the movie Spiderhead. Four stars and also gets a like for it, which also Jacob, I think, uses the like heart for a lot of stuff on his Letterboxd yeah. reviews. So four stars for me would be like, I'd say that would be a very good movie. That's my own rating system. But as I just said, everything's basically four stars for Jacob. Yeah. Like five, he rated like five things, five stars. <laughs> and everything else is four stars. So Spiderhead, which is a movie that came out on Netflix that everybody has already even forgotten that it existed. Starring uh, Miles Teller and Chris Hemsworth. And Jacob wrote in a stunning review. Oh, no. Most definitely a COVID piece that many people will fail to grasp. Filmed with minimal cast and primarily on a single soundstage, this film creates the exact claustrophobic vibe throughout it it was going for. Well, I mean, if it accomplished what it was going for. (laughs) One of Chris Hemsworth's better performances in an overall successfully executed think piece from rising director Joseph Kaczynski. Any other buzzwords you want to throw in there? Where's this passion and insightful criticism on all of these episodes where Jacob would just be like, uh-huh. This movie would be better if it like had uh, like better scenes that I like more in it. <laughs> cool. Thank you, Jake. I, I, uh, I, I love the end of, of Avalon High. The, oh. the first. I, oh, I, I mean... thought you were going to say you love the end of Spiderhead. I'm like, <laughs> arguably the end of Spiderhead is the worst part of that movie. I believe I rated that movie two or two and a half stars. Have you watched Gray Man yet? No, I've heard that it is quite bad. Though. Yeah. It'll yeah. probably get four stars. <laughs> I mean, Jacob's saying it's bad. Still me it's four it's, stars, but that means it's really bad. Yeah, it's it's it, it could have been a lot better. Gray Man, more like I hear there's a lot of gray smoke during all the Ooh. action scenes, so you can't Ooh. see what's going on. It's no bueno. But we did see nope, right? We, did we saw nope. Which I still don't know how I really feel about that. Yeah, movie. I don't. I don't know. It's good. Maybe but... need to rewatch it at some point. Yeah, I think I should give us another chance as well. Yeah, something that I'm not going to give another chance is the rest of this podcast. Avalon High. <laughs> also, yeah. Avalon High. That's not going to get a rewatch. We, from we me might at watch any the point. final ten minutes. Okay. Uh, no, I can just watch Lord <laughs> of the Rings or something. That is true. Before we forget the series, we, new series coming out. We plugged our. Letterboxd accounts, but also follow the podcast Twitter account run by our good friend Dustin at AWN Pod on yes. Twitter. It's been long enough that now I, I fully know yeah, the, the name. It's etched. Follow us on there. We probably could have let Dustin have like an update being like, Lucas has COVID right now. <laughs> Don't expect another episode for a couple of weeks, but we like to we like to keep we the mystery going. We gotta get we haven't had anybody on here in a while, have we? Well, we also haven't recorded an episode in a while, so know. automatically we had yeah, extra been, long time. It's been a while. But, well, we got the sweet life of Zach and Cody coming up, so maybe maybe that'll be the spark for I don't know Dustin to want to be on. Apparently, he's got a Mountain Dew to hand off to us. So yeah, then we need him on. We need him taste testing. I think we'll just leave it at that. That's all, folks. I swear I had something to finish this podcast with, but, you know, there's some things I might not ever forget, and one of those things is Fuck Sam Blades. Fuck Sam Blades.
and they were roommates. Oh my god, they were roommates.